Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds, Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission, to harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms, to dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thank you so much for joining us and happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm Kelly Lawler and my favorite Spider-Man at this point probably is Tom Holland. I'm Brian Truitt and I watch movies and that is the correct answer. Tom Holland is the best body of all time. Brett Molina is not with us, but I can uh, clearly answer for him that he's going to say Tom Holland. He can say Tommy Maguire. I don't know. His he's reaction, like a Tommy Maguire guy. His reaction to Homecoming was quite something. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, why don't you give us a rating and review? Uh by doing that, you help other fans who love nerdy and geeky pop culture find us. And as a thank you, we'll give you a very special shout out on our next episode. So try it out. Tell us what you want to see from the show in future episodes. And really, it's all upside for you. And don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. Or you can email us at MothershipPod at USAToday.com. Um, and before we get to the main topic, obviously, Brett Molina is not here. But we miss him. We love him despite the fact that we told him we should, he should go back to work just now. Um, and, it is and he because, did. It is because... He didn't go like, oh, no, I want to go with you guys. And he's like, peace out. And then he went back to work. <laughs> it is because we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, which is in theaters now. Brett hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. But Brian has seen it, along with our very special guest, Mike Ryan, wonderful pop culture writer at Uproxx. Mike, how are you doing? I'm okay. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Um, here's a clip of our main topic. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. 
We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do. And you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. I always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? Uh, that's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. He's doing whatever a spider can yet again on screen in Spider-Man Far From Home, the next major Marvel Cinematic Universe movie out this week. It's the second solo film for Tom Holland's web-slinging teenage hero, though we've seen lots of him in both Avengers Infinity War, if you remember, he didn't want to go, and Avengers Endgame, where he got a big hug and I cried from Iron Man. It was Iron Man he got hugged from. Yeah, and we know what happened. And then we know what happened. Uh, the new adventure finds Peter Parker and his high school friends going off on a European vacation, um, and they didn't even invite me. Uh, they run into Nick Fury, new hero Mysterio, played by the wonderful Jake Gyllenhaal, and a bunch of elemental monsters. So, as I already said, to talk about the new flick, very special guest Mike Ryan, senior entertainment writer at Uproxx, is back on the mothership. We're going to talk about the movie spoiler-free first before heading to Spoiler Town later on the show because a lot of stuff happens. I will exit when they enter Spoiler Town, um, and you'll be left all alone with Brian and Mike, and I pray for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Like half the movie we can't even talk about right now. But <laughs> uh, we can't later. So stick around. Also, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can listen to the first half of the podcast and then come back and finish it up. But really, you should have seen the movie by now. Uh, what are everybody's overall thoughts? I will start with Mike, since you're a very special guest. Uh, oh, I love Far From Home. It's great. I, uh, I, I was worried before I saw it and um, because of the way they're marketing it. And um, I'm a huge Mysterio fan. And... I was very happy with uh, what they did. It's so weird how little we can say without spoiling it. I don't know. Now we've gotten to the point of these Marvel movies where like, you know, once the turn happens, the turn happens like midway through these movies and then like the rest of it you really can't talk about. So you can only talk about like one half of the movie. In Endgame, you could talk about like the first 20 minutes of a three-hour movie and that was pretty much it. So, I mean, this is at least, you know, an hour you can talk about. Spoilers out of control. I, I, I am pro-spoiler. I love spoilers. If, if either any of you right now knew the plot of Rise of Skywalker, I would just sit there and listen. Just tell me the whole thing. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Because seriously, if, you, if, if your movie can't withstand knowing something about it, then maybe that's a problem. Well, that's the thing. That's a good thing about Game of Thrones is because I didn't watch that until like, you know, what, two, uh, two years ago, a year and a half ago. I knew like, like you know, Ned Stark died. And other, you know, kind of like big things. It didn't matter because it's a story well told. So, you know, even though you know things are coming, you're, you know, you're still invested and you still, you know, you're still in for everything. And a good story is going to be like that. Do you guys watch Marvel movies when they're like on TV? 
Yes. I don't that often. Like I don't rewatch these a lot and I love most of them, but I, but there's, they are so reliant on, you know, twists and turns of this saga that I, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't rewatch them as much as I thought they, I would. Every time Winter Soldier's on like FX, I'll watch it. Okay. There are a few I'll rewatch, but movies that I walk out going, man, I love that. I, I haven't really rewatched them. I've seen, I saw the first Avengers five times in theaters, so I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but back to Far From Home. Uh, Brian, you gave it a very positive review. What are your overall thoughts? I loved Homecoming. I, I just liked the vibe of that because it was more about the kids than the superhero stuff. So, I mean, that was kind of my, my jam. Uh, I didn't like this as much, but it's still really good. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, kind of the stuff we can talk about you know, I think it, it there the European thing kind of like adds a lot of like meandering stuff to it for me. But you know, I th- they still kind of like they they have a great crew of like kids, and they all like have great chemistry together, and they're all kind of fun, just kind of doing things. And again, you know, the, you know, first half of the movie, there's a lot of stuff. You know, that stuff is way more way better than kind of like you know the CGI heavy action and you know kind of like crazy monsters and the kind of the Marvel, big Marvelness of everything. So speaking of the big Marvelness of everything, this is the first movie we have post Endgame. Um, how did they deal with that aftermath? Did it feel anticlimactic? Uh, Mike, what did you think? Like Brian was saying, um, Homecoming has the special feel to it. It, it. We heard John Hughes's name like a thousand times when that movie came out. Um, and now you get Far From Home, which has to deal with... Um, half the universe's population dying and coming back. It's like this strange way to start. Uh, but I like how they did it. Um, we get kind of caught up on the whole thing through a high school video that they show to the school. And it's very low production. Um, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is playing as they so flash good. through all the Avengers who died. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Kind of like that Captain America physical fitness video. Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. The exact same tone as that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, is how they kind of explain how the world works. I'm like, this was smart. If only the leftovers had thought of that. <laughs> it knows what it is because, you know, it's, you know, you they know that Endgame was like this emotional, exhaustive thing that just like you got out of it and you're like, and you needed you needed kind of like that that palate cleanser, and this is it. And I think you know, kind of they deal with it, and then they move on. You know, kind of like they explain it was called the snap. Now, they call it the blip. If you if you disappear, do you come back where, where you were? And they explain it in right, like hilarious they, fashion. They they, they show uh, in this during this high school video, they show uh, the band performing on in the high school gymnasium, and half of them disappear. And then they're like, and five years later, like it's in the middle of a basketball game yeah. and half the band reappears <laughs> and they start getting hit in the head with basketball. It's, so good. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, so Tom Holland is now in his fifth movie playing Spider-Man, which is officially two more than Tobey Maguire. I mean, that's five. I mean, that's a, that's I mean, that's a lot. We don't know. I mean, he still feels new in a lot of ways. But he's been around for a long time. So we're thinking, you know, we talked about how much we loved him a little bit already, but like what specifically do you guys really like about him? And that was still present in Far From Home, I assume. Oh, I love that he's not 37. <laughs> That's always been the best part of that. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I'm just a teen. And the actor's actually like 37. I'm glad. Like, 
Tobey Maguire, uh, they've been replaying all the other Spider-Mans on FX this week. Um, so I watched uh, I watched The Amazing Spider-Man, which is just weird, like now. And mm-hmm. and I watched Spider-Man, uh, the original. Um, Tobey Maguire does kind of look pretty young in the original Spider-Man. By Spider-Man 3, he looks like he's like 36. They're like, hey, you know, <laughs> just a kid having some fun as Spider-Man. Anyway, the answer to your question is I'm glad Tom Holland is still very young. And what I what I you know that 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 is probably the the key point of this and and because he does feel like a kid but I feel like but on the heels of that I think what's really neat about this is and I don't know if he like did something to his voice but he almost has a deeper voice there's a world weariness to him now after like again being gone for 5 years watching watching you know kind of like his best friend and mentor die in front of him you know going to space accidentally you know everything that's happened to him there is a world weariness to him and a, almost and a little bit of gravitas that you're not expecting from a 16 year old but it fits his character because in the comics peter parker just wants to be a kid and yet you know he has to deal with you know the sandman and the lizard and doc ock and all these you know kind of like he has all these things that he has to deal with and he just wants to like date and do homework and you know build his web shooters you know but so it really captures that vibe really well and and yet there is still kind of like a whimsy to him there's he's still kind of goofy he doesn't know classic rock at all he knows star wars but not you know led zeppelin you know he's just like he's still that kind of this goofy kid but yet there's like a little bit of an edge to him jake gyllenhaal though an actor that we really like probably made his superheroic debut in this movie what do we think of him as mysterio i hear that there's some mystery around that character not really. <laughs> or there's performative mystery around that character. Forced mystery, let's call that. Yeah. Mysterio is very Mysterio. Nice. Right? Yeah, pretty much. But, so again, we're, we're going to talk about like half of what's happened. Uh, I think that he does a lot of things. There's a lot of levels to Jakey G in real life. There's a lot, lot just in general in in his career, and I think he brings a lot of it to here. There's a lot of different layers of this character, and it's interesting because he plays kind of like this Tony Stark like mentor. He's got the beard. He puts on sunglasses at some point, and he's like he, you know, they're like trying to like make him look like RDJ, but he has an interesting dynamic with with Tom Holland that kind of works, and you know, kind of before you know a lot of stuff happens later that you know kind of that dynamic helps set up a lot of things and i think you know if 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 it was two actors who kind of like didn't have that i think it it would it would feel kind of stupid and like not earned later on but because they kind of like they kind of have a like a little weird bromance kind of going on it it feels earned when a lot of stuff happens goes down later so were there any other specific moments in the movie that we can talk about? So the first half of the movie, I guess. Um, or vague moments from the ending. Brian, um, Brian keeps saying the first half. I, I think this happens earlier than you're even saying. I think there's like half an hour we're allowed to talk about. <laughs> I, I feel It feels like half. I I didn't time it time it or anything. It, it feels like it felt very Gone Girl to me because it was like Gone Girl, like the thing, ha- you know, the thing that, you know, kind of like takes the whole explodes the whole story happens like right in the middle of it and it almost feels like that to me i didn't again i didn't time it but it just kind of like it felt like that 
that should be on the that should be on the poster. Just like Gone Girl. Just, Just like Gone Girl. But I demand. Spider-Man, far from home. As a professional, next time you see it, which I know you'll see it again, bring in a stopwatch because otherwise you yeah. know, you'll, you'll just be fired. Well, no, well, I, I can probably do that because like I, you know, when I saw this press screen, I don't want to whip out my phone <laughs> with like, you know, guys with security cameras and like night vision goggles. I'm like, I don't want to like set off a, like international incident. So that's why. You know. what, what screening rooms are you going to? Well, we have we don't have screening rooms. We just have like we just show up at our like local theater and they bring the security with them. Okay, that's true. I saw this, this isn't high this isn't highfalutin like New York here, guy. <laughs> yeah, this is Northern Virginia, Mike. <laughs> Represent. We just get uh, hired security with night at the goggles. mall at the local mall. <laughs> exactly, Starboard Mall. mall. <laughs> um. So were there any moments in the movie that we can talk about that we feel were not so good? Any weak oh, we points? Haven't, we haven't talked about the really good stuff yet. Oh, we actually haven't talked about the really good stuff. Yeah, we, we got just it talked on, about on a tangent. what stuff we can talk about. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what else did you like? Um, Zendaya. Yes. Yes. What a pair. She's having quite a month. They are, they are good together. Um, but you already mentioned that. Like, he and all his uh, high school friends are great. But I think, but I mean, we didn't spend that much time with Zendaya the first time because I think you know, kind of they were, they were trying to get over um, his, his um, affection for Liz, who turned out to be the Vulture's daughter. So they had to like sell that whole that whole thing. So Zendaya was in it like maybe five minutes. But she was very funny. Yeah, she's totally funny. And then you didn't really get the you know, and she wasn't revealed as like MJ until the very end. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And 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 now we get to spend a whole lot more time with her. We get to you know spend a lot of awkward moments where like you know they you don't know if they let you know we know Peter like just digs her. Not until the end do we get a a inkling of of what she feels about him. She's but I mean it's it's kind of cool because she's made that MJ character her own because like Mary Jane in the comics is like I mean she's smart enough, but I mean she's kind of like a white bread redhead model who's just kind of like you know, kind of around, whereas, you know, Zendaya's version is like, loves government conspiracies, you know, murder, black, you know, goth, you know, she, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting parts to her and she's snarky as hell. I mean, just like, she's, she's such a great character and she, you know, and once the, her and her and Peter together, are just great. I like the idea that someone could out snark Spidey. What, what else I like about this is, you know, it's not a normal girl who you think is, you know, popular in that sense. And yet she's like the focus of the of a love triangle in yeah. this movie. And she is the really cool girl, even though like, you know, when I was in high school or like when I was a kid, that would be the outcast. So it's it really kind of is co- kind of cool how how far we've changed in that way and like how how much, you know, those people are really cool. And, you know, those are the people, you know, kind of this generation does dig. Gen Z. Gen Z. So I enjoyed Brad, that ongoing joke. That was fun. Yeah. But the concept is he he did not get flipped. Is this correct? Yeah, so he's, he's like he, a lot older than everyone. He's like, now, yeah, he was like, out with them. yeah, like when last time they 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 saw him, he was like this kind of you know young thin kid, and now he's like kind of like the rip jock guy. So like, but but that's another way of kind of how they deal with with teen romance and everything and about kind of like how like one summer, you know, one guy, one guy who was kind of like the nerd all of a sudden like has sprouted and everybody, you know, he's like, everybody's in love with him. That's another way they've kind of like in a fun way and a kind of relatable way. The actor playing him is 31, which is great. 
and he's on this high school trip. But that's even better, the fact that he's 31. Because No, I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. It made me laugh every time. Good joke. So were there any moments uh, that we can talk about that you guys weren't really interested or any specific characters or tropes? The the European stuff, I think it did slow it down a little bit. But uh, I mean, the Spider-Man suit a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There, I there's mean, one there's one complaint because he's wearing this like disguise because the whole thing is it's he's like, if I show up as Spider-Man, my whole class is going to know I'm Spider-Man because they just he just follows us around wherever he goes. They, <laughs> they give him uh, like just uh, it, it's when I say the black suit, it's not like the black suit from the comics, but it's just, you, you know. You've seen the trailer. You've seen it. It's just yeah. almost like a spy outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shield stealth outfit. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name they give him though? Yeah, that part is funny. Night monkey. Night monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because like Ned calls him Night Monkey just because he's trying to because Ned knows who he is. Him and Betty are like in a in a Ferris Betty wheel Betty. and about you know a flaming Ferris wheel about to die, and and so and so he's like well, you know is that Spider Man? And then he's like no no no. That's that's the uh, European ripoff, uh, Night Monkey, you know. And, but it, but it's funny because he like calls him Night Monkey, and then like, you know, like it, you know, stuff happens, and then later on you have like the TV, like a TV channel calling him Night Monkey. It's just like it's like how that how's that gone viral so fast? It's unrealistic, but kind of funny. So um, before I step out and you guys go to spoiler town. Um, where does this movie rank in the rest of the MCU if one can even remember all of the movies in your head at this point? There are so many. But we could go with like top, middle, or bottom. I, but I, okay, so uh, I preface this by saying I love Mysterio. So I'm a huge Mysterio fan. So that is why I would put this in the, at least the, the upper third, which is like, could be like 13 movies, right? Upper third. So I think I'd put it 12. I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, I think Homecoming is like top 10, but like kind of lower, I think probably around nine or 10 at this point. Um, but I, and so I, I think it's like, it's like better than Ant-Man, but like not as good as like Iron Man. Yeah. Um, well, that will do it for me. Go so away. I'm going to go away. <laughs> I'm going to let Brian and Mike finish this thing up. Um, you know, behave. That's all I got to say to you both. Okay, let's talk about Mysterio. Mike, go to town on Mysterio. We can spoiler town, go crazy. What did you like about what they do with Jake and Mysterio and pretty much the last half of the movie? Okay, so first of all, the first Spider-Man comic I ever read uh, was uh, Mysterio. So I just love the way he looks and and he looks perfect in this. I I love that in, you know, he, he doesn't really have any powers. He's basically a huckster. Um, you know, in the comics. And uh, uh, I remember always reading the stereo comics and uh, uh, he kind of uh, inspired me uh, because he has like no powers, but yet could uh, fight Spider-Man. Um, so when they were marketing this movie, I was worried because it's like, you know, he's here to help or he's from another dimension, which seems like a lot to throw in after Endgame. And uh, no, he's just, he's a huckster who's just taking advantage of, uh, of Peter and is uh i love the aspect though he's a disgruntled stark employee yeah stark enterprises employee like that i thought was great and going back to these flashbacks of him being uh, shunned by tony stark is fantastic 
Yeah, that he was like he was, you know, I I didn't I didn't re- remember because it, it connects back to to the beginning of Civil War when you saw that 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 hologram of young of young RDJ that they used like with with his parents, and I couldn't remember if he did call it Barf, but it kind of sounded familiar. But it's like I but I love the fact he's like you know they I I came up with this great technology and they call, he called it barf and now I want to kill you know now I'm glad he's dead and I want to you know I want to ruin his legacy I that that really kind of that was awesome and I liked how Mysterio wasn't just like a dude it was like a team of people right that were all disgruntled Stark employees which is fantastic like that his 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 uh his main henchman um flashes back to uh we get to see uh uh, Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. uh, who people forget is was even in um, the MCU. Uh, oh, Tobias Stain. We get to see a flashback to him, which I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I mean, I, I so it's I, all these people who hate Tony Stark have come back to uh, try to ruin his legacy. It's great. What a, it, it's good motivation. But it, it kind of ties into the Vulture too, because Vulture hated Tony Stark. I don't know how they like explain it. Sand, you know, a new Sandman or Doctor. I mean, Doctor Octopus makes sense as like a, you know somebody who hated Do- Tony Stark back in the day. But I feel like you know, kind of they're on this path of like using Spidey villains that have a key to to Tony Stark, but also to Peter's relationship with Tony Stark. So I th- I think that kind of, and plays off of that, and I think that's that's kind of really smart because it's not just like some some supervillain that shows up and, you know, starts going to town on, 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 you know, Manhattan and then Spidey's got to stop him. And then they're like, Oh, they're locked in like a feud for decades. You know, there's, there, there's kind of, you know, there's an emotional core and, you know, kind of like, there's a real reason for like Spidey to like want to pummel these guys. And it's also smart that they're not going back to the well with the, the Osborne family. Um, you know, it's which is like, the strangest though. thing that an amazing Spider-Man two decided. Ah, uh, yeah, you just saw um, three movies that center on these people. Let's uh, let's do that again. It, it, I'm glad they're using villains we haven't seen before, at least in movies. Yeah. Um, so the other the other thing before we get to the post credit scene is is MJ. You know, they kind of do get together. We knew that was going to happen. You know, she figures out that he's that Peter is Spider-Man. In a really kind of fun scene because it's just like, you know, even she's not sure, but she's kind of she's like confident enough to be like to freak him out about it. And he's like, well, I, I didn't know. I was just 70, 67 percent sure. Um, but do you do you like the fact that they kind of like pulled the trigger on that? But do you, do you like that they pulled the trigger so early on that? But in the comics, she didn't like figure it out for like years. True. Um, I always think it's more interesting when someone knows there's only so far the. I don't know what you're doing when you keep disappearing that there's only so far that goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, I, I kind of like it when a superhero's closest friends are in on this. Okay. So, so let's go to the first post credit scene, which is kind of like just, just a, a continuation of the end of the movie where like Spidey and, and MJ are, are swinging through Manhattan and we get something special on, on a big screen and it's the daily so, so J. Jonah Jameson is back, and in some like crazy, shocking turn, which is probably the best part of the movie, honestly for me, is J.K. Simmons, who was who was J. Jonah in the in the Spider Man in the McGuire movies, is back, different haircut, still crazy. Well, I remember when I would interview uh, Mark Webb for the amazing uh, uh, the two amazing movies, and we'd bring up J. Jonah Jameson to him, and it's like he wouldn't cast that part because he's like, 
you know, J.K. Simmons, there's no one better than J.K. Simmons. I can't replace him. So remember that, like, J. Jonas in it, but it's like an email. Like, he just, Peter just gets emails from him that are, like, in all caps because he didn't want to cast anyone else because no one could play it. Right. And I think uh, Watts felt the same way. Like, you got, you got to go back and you got to get the the guy who needs to play this. And, and they did. And, and um, uh, you know, I was in a screening room and, and the theater erupted. People were very excited. Do you do you think he is? But you know, going back to kind of the realism aspect of it, him as Alex Jones, Daily Bugle as kind of like this Infowars thing is you know, like like you said, it kind of does that make sense in terms of just kind of the modern world where you know the Daily Bugle would not you know if they, if if somebody like Jane Jonah was running it, it would not be like the New York Post. It would be like some like conspiracy, some crazy conspiracy site. Did you did you play the um, the Spider Man PlayStation game? PlayStation no. Mm-mm. Oh, the new one. In the that, new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I started in, playing. In I haven't one, gotten that far. Okay. Well, Jay Jonah's in that too, but he just kind of keeps showing up as like on the radio. Yes. Like a yes. crazy oh, radio guy. So right. I feel like this is an extension of that a bit too. But what he's doing, he's revealing Peter's identity to the world, and I think that has to come from some fringe conspiracy site and not you know a newspaper i guess especially because he's showing video of mysterio the mysterio's trying to frame peter as, as as being a bad guy and then announces his identity to the world which is crazy because it's like where do you go from here like it's it's quite a cliffhanger yeah totally and it makes sense because you know kind of I, I mysterio says at one point just like okay we got to go to plan b you know the con- contingency contingency and and you 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 think at that point it's it's just the one last double cross that he does where he tries to shoot him in the face, but no, it turned out it was that video he made. I don't think we see him back. He got shot by a drone, you know, in the gut, so he's probably dead forever. But it sets up the fact of like he has that one final laugh to screw over Peter, but also the fact of like you know the rest of Team Mysterio got away. If you wanted to do Sinister Six at some point, once you break out Vulture and Scorpion out of, the, out of the raft or something, you know, you could go, you could have somebody else fit that Mysterio mold. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, listeners, your turn. Have you seen Far From Home? Did you like it? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod, but you can also tweet us individually. I'm at Brian Truitt. Brett Molina, who is working somewhere, he is Brett Molina23. Uh, Kelly, who who at the bail because she didn't want to go to Spoiler Town with us. She is at K Laws K L A W L S. And Mike, where can people find you online? Uh, as always, uh, under the Twitter handle A plus K. Um, we're gonna wrap things up here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mike, for coming back on. You have a open invite to always come on. Uh, special thanks to our pilot sites producers on the mothership this week, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd, who are both in the mothership with us today, which is kind of cool. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, how about leaving us a rating or review? It helps other people find the podcast. But if Apple Podcasts is in your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So until next Friday, nerds out. <laughs>